Meredith, you have an unusual dream. You're striding through a forest. This beast appears in front of you. Attempts you make to befriend it yeah. fail. You're backing away from this thing, getting closer. Your back presses against this big old oak tree. Despite everything else in the forest being lush and green, the leaves on this tree are red. Yeah. One of them falls and lands on your on your head, and you start walking towards it with this confidence, this this strength that you've never felt before. Sitting on your desk is that token from Mr. Red, and sitting on that token oh, is a leaf. Weird. And now we continue. Catch up with Meredith following the events of the pub crawl. Now, Meredith had a pleasant evening, mm-hmm. um, followed by a rather strange dream. Uh, what? What do you? How is Meredith feeling? Um, I don't think she ended up drinking too much last night, and I feel like. Even though it's a bit stereotypical, like Tolkien-esque kind of thing, I feel like halflings are pretty good at holding their liquor, right? So, is that the phrase? I'm a teetotaler, can you tell? Anyway. um, Yeah, you're right. Thank you, good. Um, Nailed it. So, yeah, I don't think she's... um, Just for for laughs, give me a (laughs) constitution saving throw. (laughs) No. I'm typically really good at these. Oh, that's not too bad. 16. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. I'm fine. Amazing. Great. So Meredith is feeling excellent, as usual. Um, mm-hmm. So she's also annoyingly a morning person because, of course, she is. Um, and so she'll get out of bed. Um, and, yeah, I think probably leave the leaf there for now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's going to leave her room without it later. Okay. I think she's going to pick it up and bring it with her. All right. So it is the weekend. Um, oh, yay. So what does Meredith get up to on the weekend? Um, I think Meredith is probably going to um, catch up on some work because she's had quite a bit of time with shenanigans, right? Um, I think she's stayed on top of it as much as she possibly can. But last time she visited a supervisor, she got a bunch of reading. Um, so she is going to probably spend some time in that massive reading list and just like catch Mm -hmm. up and write some notes and, um, write out a list of, um, what happened in each of her kind of, I hesitate to say sessions because they're not kind of like research interviews and that kind of thing, but it's more just like hanging Mm. out with, um, the tinkerers. The tinkerers, yeah. Um, 
and just kind of getting a sense of how they operate and like getting all of her notes down and thinking about research directions and questions she can talk to with with Gillian at her meeting. Good plan. Mm. Uh, so you spend your weekend catching up on some university work. Mm-hmm. The- oh, there is one thing that I do want to do though. Um, mm-hmm. Because last time Meredith and Potential were in the same room, they had a little bit of a, a run-in. There were some words. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Meredith is the sort of person that doesn't want to let that slide, let that stand. I yep. think she can, She she's pretty good at like compartmentalizing that and kind of being like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just going to be like, I'll give her some time and some space. But mm-hmm. I think she's going to um, maybe Sunday evening, she'll go and leave something on Potentia's desk because she lives on campus. So it's not like out of her way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah, because you don't actually know where her apartment no, is. No, I have no idea. We've never been to Potentia's apartment before. So so what do you leave on Potentia's desk? Um, it has to be food related, but Potentia doesn't really eat. I mean, you could, you could have gone and done a little bit of shopping if you... Yeah. What's it's like a really common thing that Potentia would use to cast spells? Potentia, uh, for the most part has like a spell focus and she does occasionally use some some thing. You know that Potentia drinks lots of coffee. It's true, she does. But I don't think leaving coffee on her desk is going to be a tasty thing that she finds later. No. I think what I've done, what Meredith has done, is she has gone out to the market on the Sunday morning mm-hmm. and found mm-hmm. a really nice like ceramic handmade mug, like one of those ones mm-hmm. that you can like cuddle and hug. Um, and it's dark blue. It's got like this really nice like shimmery star kind of quality to it. Um, and she's going to leave that on Potentia's desk with a little note. Um, and the note's going to say... Um, so is this is this one of the markets in the like the halfling district? Yeah, yeah. So it's big enough for a full size person though. Like, yeah. for Meredith, it would be like a comically large mug, but like it's the halfling district. They make stuff for full size people as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So so would this be a like? traditionally designed halfling mug? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you're familiar with halfling, uh, like, mundane magic? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where halflings are able to, like, weave in little charms into into things that mm-hmm. they, they create. So... Uh, Sunday, you head over to to Far Home, the mm-hmm. the kind of like halfling gnome district of Feromastus, and you you go around and you eventually you find a a handmade ceramic mug with a a very small halfling charm, kind of woven into the, mm-hmm. the pottery, designed to keep keep drinks yes. hot longer. Yes. Amazing. 
So yeah, so she's going to leave that on Potentia's desk um, with a, a little note that says, um, when you get absorbed in your work, this mug will keep you warm. Love, Meredith. Okay, so, so you leave that on her desk. Yeah, it's like a peace offering. Yeah. You know, like we had a fight, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Potentia takes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the weekend comes to a close and Monday rolls around, as is it wants to do, which means that Bonin will be in the library. Mm-hmm. So she's going to get up bright and early um, and she's going to put the leaf in between like one of the books that she has to take back um, mm-hmm. to keep it nice and um, safe. Um, and she's going to head down to the library. Okay. So making your way across campus to the Ferromasters Uni- University Library, uh, you will find Bonin having his morning coffee um, in the, behind the, the main counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he sees you as you walked in. It's not a, a lot of people here this time of day. I think there are a few people who have shown up to kind of get assignment stuff done that they couldn't get done over the weekend. Um, picking out some books. But to be here first thing on a Monday uh, isn't everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> um. The benefits of living on campus... It's a much shorter commute. It's a much shorter commute. And also it's generally like she knows when it's going to be less busy as well. And she'll generally like try and organize all of her um, visits around that to like get the most out of her time. Yeah. Hello, Meredith. What can I do for you? I'm returning those books to you, but I do actually have a quick question for you if you've got some time. Sure. Uh, Just leave the books there on, on my in pile and I'll check them back in. No worries. And she leaves like maybe three of the four books and picks up the one with the leaf in it and comes over to have a chat. So how you been? Good. Yeah. Library reconstruction's going well. It's on track? Yes. Yes, it's going well. I've had some help with tinkerers to get the well, artifices to help with the rebuilding of the assistance, the library assistance. Amazing. Downstairs. Yeah. Yes. Because they looked a little those, bit worse for wear last time I was down there. They were not in a good place. No, those face spiders did a bit of a number on them. Yeah, well, the uh, they've been through a lot. They they would, they would needed some, some maintenance. Some of them sure. were underwater for a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The mechanisms in them needed. The giant hole at some point. Yes. Well, we're bringing in an architect to see well, if good. What, see what we can do about the giant hole from mm. the 10th to 20th sub floor. Yeah. There's been some cowboys in there. Yeah. It's, Sorry. Um, it's been a lot. Yeah. You, you, you going okay? Yes. Good. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, have you been able to, like, track down, find any information about what's been going on? 
he like his he, he, eyes narrow. This is turning into a office conversation. Perhaps we move to my private office. Yeah, that might be a good plan. Uh, he like puts a away from desk sign onto <laughs> onto the counter. Goes to his office. Please come in. Thank you. And she'll uh, follow he, him in. He'll like shuffle a pile of books off the off a seat. Please take a seat. Uh, you, you seem to already have a coffee. Can I offer you a, um, a biscuit? <gasps> what kind of biscuit? Oh, they're just just simple uh, sugar cookies. <gasps> Yum! Yes, please. That sounds amazing. Okay. You'll get you a selection of these like little <gasps> sugar cookies. Have you tried the one from the bakery down around near Oak Row? Uh, I can't remember possibly. what it's called, but oh my goodness, they do the best cookies. Their icing is to die for. I will investigate. Oh, you should. Uh, They're incredible. Well, we should probably discuss what you came here for. Yeah, sorry. You distracted me with baked goods. I am not responsible. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So do you remember how we had that kind of run in a couple of days, weeks, weeks, weeks. a couple of weeks ago with, um, with that guy, Mr. Red? He like, uh, it's, yes, I believe you informed me that you ran into some strange person after you were attacked in the yeah, cafe. Yeah, yeah. Like he ended up coming to the interrogation. It was all very dodgy. Like mm. exceptionally dodgy. Um, mm. oh. Yes, he was working with this society that we've been combating. Yeah. Have you heard anything or kind of had any more information or had any luck finding more information about them? Hmm, well, the organization goes back quite a long way mm. and has been known by many names. Uh, we currently call them the Shroud, as you might remember, uh, but they've been called uh, gatekeepers of the secret learnings, the Order of Hidden Knowledge. Mm -hmm. Defiant Quill Brigade. At that Defiant Quill Brigade, she, like, sits bolt upright and she looks at Bonin and she says, say that again. Defiant Quill Brigade? That is exactly what I came to talk to you about. So they're, they're one in the same. Ah, uh, well, they have many shared members... Tell, can you tell me anything else about them? What do you know? Well, it is tricky to track them because they have members of all different uh, levels mm -hmm. that know very little. And it's easy to say, oh, I don't know a lot because I only talk to this one person above me in the chain. So it's kind of like a deliberate sort of obscuring information, yeah. right? Yes, it does seem that way. I mean, uh, is that not incredibly shady? Like, if you're a part of that kind of organisation, would you not 
realize something oh, dodgy was going on. They are an organization that deals in secrets. So Yeah, I suppose if you're into secrets, you're kind of into stuff like that, right? Yes, well, they've been around for a long time. We know at least a thousand years ago, they were pilfering from the great library of Grimorum, uh, which Meredith would know from legend mm-hmm. as a, an ancient, now lost magical city. Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, I think I told Potentia most of this before. Yeah. Uh, a member of their group was spotted in the elven capital shortly before the the calamity that befell there. Which is prob- probably news to you, actually. You've not heard of no, this calamity. No, no, not at all. Calamity? What do you mean? Ah, uh, the, the elven homeland, the, the capital in Aloyana was attacked and burned to the ground only a few years ago. Yes. It is, it is not something particularly common knowledge. We're not talking centuries here. Like, we're not talking deep and distant past. No, this is recent. How do we not know about this? Well, the elves have been keeping quiet about it. Imagine your capital. Well, halflings don't really have a centralised government. But imagine, uh, imagine a kingdom's capital was destroyed... What would that do? But it's news. Well, what? Yes. Like people could help. Mm. It's been. How has word not gotten out? Surely there are other people apart from elves living there. Well, uh, regrettably, the the capital was destroyed. From from reports that I've heard through the librarian Grapevine. The light, the capital was destroyed. The secret in a spy network night. with the librarians, yes. The capital was destroyed in a single night. Burned to the ground. Um, but you're you're interested in this, Mister Red? He was, he was previously spotted in the the Merfolk Kingdom, the, their capital of Merpolisus. When? He was he was seen with their princess before she disappeared. Oh, well, I mean, that's absolutely 100% something that I could imagine he is responsible for. This does not shock me at all. What does shock me is that literally no one has been talking about an entire city being demolished. How does that even happen? Like, people, refugees, where, where are the refugees going? Like, how has nobody kind of come over to Firamusus and been like, hey, do you want to hear some fun news? Um, this incredible thing happened. How has that not happened? Well, without getting too graphic, when I say the city was destroyed, I mean most of the inhabitants as well. Oh, I totally get that. But, like, people would have been travelling to and from the city at the time that this happened, mm. right? Surely they would have, like, seen it happen and been like, oh my gosh, that's an insane thing that's happened. I should really tell somebody about that. Yes, but you are talking about on the other side of the world. But it's been Meredith. two years! <laughs> Meredith yes. is getting, like, weirdly angry about this. <laughs> the news just hasn't travelled fast. But it travelled fast enough through the librarians. Oh, we are... 
You're very, very sneaky. Yeah, I know. We are purveyors of knowledge. And this is important knowledge. I just feel like there's something very dodgy happening here. Even more dodgy than what's going on with the Defiant Quill Brigade, which, by the way, epically dodgy. Just... (sighs) There has to be a way to find out more. Yes, it's... it. It definitely feels as though news and information about events is being actively suppressed right? in the world. Like, this kind of thing doesn't stay silent accidentally. Just because, like, nobody wanted to to talk about it. That just, it doesn't happen. An entire city's gone missing? Someone will have noticed. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean... Definitely people have noticed. You'd think they would have alerted the authorities, right? I, well, I, I think you as somebody quite interested in stories should have heard about this. Exactly. This is what I'm saying, Bonin. There is something weird happening here. I agree. <sighs> but it is not my place to go spreading these stories I am well a humble librarian I am not a a paper writer or a a town crier you know people who are though right yes isn't it your responsibility to when you find out something like this go and talk to people like that I I previously would agree. Previously. There has been strange events happening and now I am unsure who I should be telling things to. And we come right back to the Defiant Quill Brigade. Bonin, there has to be something that we can do. There has to be something that we can do to get the word out about these things happening. There has to be something that we can do to investigate all of this without getting our friends hurt, without us getting hurt. There has to be something. Well, uh, if you know of a, a journalist you trust, perhaps you tell them and they can run with the story. So Meredith just kind of like sits back in her chair and huffs out a breath and kind of like ruefully looks up at Bonin and says, I'm sorry. This just doesn't seem right. Yes, knowledge is being suppressed in the world. And I suspect that the Shroud are at play. I may have something that might help us. As she pulls out the book um, and tells him all about what happened the other night with Mr. Red. Mm, and shows okay, him the so leaf. I, hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. I'm always looking for character names, and if you talk about the show, not only will I be like, oh, cool, someone's talking about the show, which I love, but like, oh, maybe that's a good idea for a character name. So talk about the show on social media. I love to see it. 
it makes us all you know super happy whenever you shout out the show or recommend it to people online we especially love whenever you recommend it to people online because word of mouth is kind of the only way that this show grows we don't pay for advertising so you telling people in person or online is the main way that this show grows and if you're here listening to this episode episode 65 then you'll probably be listening to the show for a while and you're probably a fan of the show so if you're a fan of the show you want other people to be fans of the show too right well then go tell them about it and if you would like to have a message read out in the show in this part of the show by myself kate joe ross or as a character maybe you could like a message from lanwin just fill out the form via the link on our link tree which you can find on all our social media and on our website dndoctorates.com just fill out that form and then one of us can deliver a message for you i hope you're enjoying these one-on-one episodes where returning back to these so that characters can do some stuff that you know they wanted to do themselves it doesn't make sense to drag along the entire group to to do these things and it's it's nice to get some one-on-one time with these characters so they can explore things that they need to do in life and we can get some time with them the next episode will be coming out next thursday the 3rd of march which will be potentia's episode so keep an eye out for that i'm not going to hold us up any longer let's get back to the episode right now He probably, he's sitting down as you tell him and he's like, his brow furrows more and more, like Mm -hmm. he's getting more and more concerned. Meredith, I am most concerned with you becoming involved with somebody who we know to be working with the Shroud. And you say he was also a member of the Defiant Quill Brigade. Mm -hmm. They were... Uh, political and a dangerous group they did more than just make speeches in public and sway people to their beliefs and what what are we talking about here uh well you've heard about uh angry writing angry letters being sent to sway people's opinions and thoughts or sending sending messages to your local lord lady king yeah trying to get them to do something well imagine a uh what they call a brigade an army of letter writers uh-huh. who started off with probably good intentions but then started trying to sway decisions so we're kind of talking about like an aggressive leaflet campaign here and she looks you can see that she's like a bit incredulous well it probably started like that but then it ended with political assassination and oh uh, great all kinds of espionage cool so just a, a mild case of death yes well trying to sway certain politicians and the leaders' minds. Sway them into what, though? Like, what was their goal in all of this? 
It's hard to say. Some of them were just border disputes, taxation. Some were building roads. It, it was hard to to make sense. And it also was not just here in Ferramastis. It was many places. This, this defiant quill brigade, they... It is easy to find passionate people in a town and sway them to a cause. Yeah, but you see my point here though, right? Like, what what was their cause? Much like the Shroud's intentions, it was hard to tell. <sighs> it was almost as if every leader in a town of this brigade had their own goal that they wanted to achieve and they used similar methods to achieve them and claimed membership of this defiant quill brigade we are talking about a world spanning group of people a world spanning group of people with very different ideas it sounds like how is this I'm different <sighs> ideas but similar actions, similar methods. Well, then they're not part of a group. If they're all working at cross purposes to each other and they're all just happening to write letters and have that as being their method of choice, like, how is that even considered a group? Because whoever it is pulling the strings behind the leadership. So someone basically they, just wants to cause as much chaos as possible. Possibly. Or perhaps they have some some goal that is not yet clear. Yeah, it's definitely not clear. <sighs> he nods. This is why it has been so hard to understand what they are doing. We know that they want information suppressed and we know that they want different things and their their methodology of why they are doing what they're doing seems to be different from one person to another so it is it is hard to to stop them and it is you know, I imagine easy to sway someone to their to their side if if you wanted I'll, I'll use a road for example if you wanted a road not to be built through a forest that you care about well perhaps there is a group of the defiant quill brigade who who would swear you to join their ranks promising they could help you with that and then once you're in and you help with one road not being built maybe you join the others and you write a camp you write letters to stop a local lord from enacting some tax or and it then just goes on and on and eventually you're involved in some dangerous political intrigue that you never expected but how did you get here well you started long ago and now you're here and then to stop would be I've done all these things. How would you stop them? This this is a group that has been around for a long time. 
It's kind of like entrapment almost. Uh, she's, I believe you are find not uncommon. Hmm. You think about uh, many groups in the world who start off small with, oh, just you do this, and then you do this little thing, and you do this little thing, and then those little things become habit forming, and then they become second nature, and then you're asked to do a bigger thing. And they're just little steps, little steps. And then eventually you look back and you've climbed all of these steps to where you are now. And you cannot think how you got from the ground floor to the 10th floor, but there were all those little steps all the way. They're up to something. Definitely. They're planning something. And if what you say is true, they're gathering all of these really, like, easily swayed people. Yes. They, well, we know they were here in my library and they were trying to steal information, something. You have defeated the golem and, and put, put that story to end. And the, the masked tabaxi has been caught now. And I believe it's still awaiting trial, which not sure how I feel about that, but you know, it is good that at least it seems justice is being carried out. I'm worried about where this is going, Bonin. It <sighs> it's stressing me out a little bit not knowing what their plan is. I am sorry that I have I have brought you into such a dangerous. No, I'm glad you have. Honestly. But I just it's crossed my mind. How do you know that your information is true? Well, I I have to trust the other librarians and trust that they are also doing the right thing. But do you know what I mean? Like, an entire city goes missing and not one person in Firamusta seems to know about it. Are mm. we sure we're on the right side of the conspiracy? I mean, maybe they... Maybe some people know and they just are not shouting it from the rooftops. But surely somebody would have started rumours, right? Surely this happened a couple of years ago. Are we yes. sure... We're not the ones who are being hoodwinked here. I Do you see what only, I'm saying? I can only have my faith in the goddess of knowledge that what I know is to be true. Because she is the, the goddess of knowledge and, and truth. And mm. if... If I have faith in her, then she will deliver me to that truth. Is there a way to find out for sure? I mean, look at this. Look at this leaf that was left. I think Mr. Red's trying to send me a message. And I don't, I don't love where this message is coming from or where I feel like it's going 
It sounds as though he is interested in you. Yeah. And perhaps he is offering some kind of bargain or deal or wants to meet with you again. I think he is dangerous and to meet with him again perhaps would be... Oh, I know he's dangerous. But... (sighs) Perhaps he is someone who... And this is me playing Alphard's advocate, (laughs) the angel on your shoulder. Perhaps he is saying he is a good person who has got wrapped up in these things and... Oh, no, I don't think that's happening. Well, then I'll make us on the other shoulder, the demon saying, don't go because he is bad. He is definitely bad and you should not go with him. The thing is, I think he has answers. But what is he... What cost will you have to pay to get them? Maybe I should find out. I am not going to advise you to do that. I think it is... I know. I know. It is dangerous, Meredith. Look, I'll think about it. I'll talk to some people about it. See what they think. Okay. You've given me a lot to think about, though, Bonin, and I'm really grateful. Thank you. If there's ever anything I can do to help, you know where I am. Well, actually, the library does need some assistant librarians to help sorting books. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, I, I don't unfortunately have any paid positions, but if if you wanted to volunteer your time, perhaps in the future when I have positions open, you would be high on the list. If I have some spare time, I would love to, but you know how it is at the moment. I'm kind of swamped, (laughs) but I will 100% come and help you out if I have some time. I appreciate it. You you. know how much I love the library. (laughs) Yes, you are here very often. Yeah, yes. Possibly too often, but that's all right. Mm. Well, once the under library is fully open, I'm sure you will have have more access to all the books that you are looking for. He's hoping. Anyway, I should go. I've probably outstayed my welcome a bit. Um, ah, it's just fine. I'm, so, I'm sure Nora is on the counter looking <laughs> at things. It's, yeah, this has been cathartic. Thank you. Anytime. So you, you leave Bonin's office, uh, wave to Nora as you, you leave because she's on the counter mm-hmm. dealing with people looking for books. And we will move forward in time a couple days to Wednesday, your supervisor meeting. Woohoo! So I think possibly for one of the, the first times, you're not like running across the <laughs> to get there. You, you've been working on your book list. You've yep. been getting through it all. Yeah. Uh, Landwind's not stuck in a crab. Huzzah! Everything is, everything is For turning up For once in Meredith. his goddamn life, he's not stuck in a 
bloody crab. No, anyway. <laughs> Everything's turning up, Meredith. <laughs> uh, and you get to Professor Pymont's office. Um, and knock on the door. And, uh, uh, Meredith, yes, come in. Jillian, thank you for seeing me. How are you going? Good. Uh, she smiles. Give me a perception roll. Ooh, that's pretty good. 19. There is redness in her eyes that looks like she's been crying. <gasps> oh, no. Um. Okay, Meredith's going to put her bags down and go and sit opposite her and just like, you know. She's she's making the, the tea as usual. Yeah, so she's going to like put a hand on her arm and just say, Jillian, is everything okay? Uh, she, she turns and she looks at you. I'm going to roll. Check. Yes, everything's everything's fine. You you know she's lying. Jillian, it's okay. You can tell me. It's If there's anything I can do to help. We can postpone the meeting. We can talk another time. We can just sit and have tea if you'd like. That that would be good. I don't know if I can I'm in the right head space. No, it's so. fine. I was literally just coming up with a couple of options for the next steps but I'm sure it can wait I don't want to 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 dump on you Meredith you're my my student and I it's not fair was there anyone I can find for you that's sort of my friend the professor who had to leave the university due to funding cuts yeah the the one who specialized in fairy law right he's gone missing oh no we were meant to, to have tea yesterday, but he never showed up. And I, I went around to his place to see if he was there and no. And I thought, well, maybe he was just out, but I sent a raven and it... I've never had a raven come back to me. Oh, Jillian. I'm so sorry. Is there anyone I can call for you? Well, he said he said that he he had some lead something he was working on to help uh, a student he knew right um, and he was he's doing something um have oh, you that student's name? hang on he, she she starts rifling through paper looking for a name have you called the irregulars do they well he he technically hasn't been gone long enough for no, but you know. You know something's not right. Ravens don't just come back. Well, they they, they, they can for a couple of reasons. I, I've been told that they can come back if if the person is is outside of... Jillian, he's been gone for too long, I think. For your peace of mind and for, you know, for his safety, I think you need to call someone. I, I, I will. Just, okay, good. Do you want me to um, go with you? I can take you down there if you'd like. No, I, I think it's... I can go by myself. It's it's fine. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, here's, here's the name. Um, do, you, do you know a student named um, Ren Fev- Fevoft? Ren? 
Yeah. If if you if maybe you could ask him if he knows anything about about where he's gone. Leave it with me. I'll see what I can do. In the meantime, I think you should go and find someone to take take you down to the three the irregulars and tell them what's going on. I, I think I should start with the guards before I start with go to the irregulars, Meredith. Oh yeah, is that a thing, Ben? Yeah, but like I think Meredith. Meredith might not know that. Of, yeah, <laughs> no, but I think it would make sense to Meredith to be like, "Oh, you go to the irregulars because oh, yeah, they're yeah. the they're the the reliable one." Yeah, like, pretty that's much. Harold's brother. Like, yeah, yeah. You know the irregulars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go and and talk to some people, and if I find anything out, I will absolutely let you know straight away. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Is there anything else I can do? Um, tell me about how your research is going. I don't know if I can uh, provide much feedback, but it'd be good to hear about something normal. Actually, I can do you one better. Do you do you want to hear about Lanwin's latest mishap? He is your tinkerer friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. So last time I went to see him um, in, his, in his lab, uh, I walked in and um, Jillian, he was in a crab. I have some questions. <laughs> and then we can like fade out. <laughs> fade, fade away as you explain. 